1: It's the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.
3: Well, since John had a little more time on his hands now to do some research, I thought it was time to put this amazing brain to work and try to figure out what the worst teams of the last decade were. And we're going to actually have a tournament of those teams, Uh, John and I will alternate picking them, and then uh, we'll argue for who is the worst team of the decade, who will advance in the tournament of seven-game series. Of course, the team that advances will actually be the one that loses these games. Um, anything you want to share, though? How, how was this process of researching for you before we get started here?
0: It was interesting because I had forgotten about nearly all of these teams. <laughs> <laughs> What, For the, good reason, PTSD right? or yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, other, other than the process era Sixers, uh, I think all of these teams are just like you completely forgot that those seasons happened until you went back and looked, and you were like, "Oh yeah, that's right." <laughs> so yeah, some you know, entertainment I, I looking back, some entertainment looking at
3: some of the names on some of these yeah. rosters. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I would have thought that you'd be uh, very concerned with uh, who is on the fifteen to sixteen. Sixers, as you were working for the Memphis Grizzlies, that wasn't something that you were really that focused on.
0: Um, yeah, I mean that.
3: Well, you so guys actually traded with them at one point, didn't you?
0: Well, we we uh, I mean, we left Tony Roten on their doorstep and rang the doorbell and ran away. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I don't think we made any other trades with them.
3: Yeah, that's the that's the one that I was thinking of actually. Uh, when, when I saw him as, as I was going through, um. I'd been thinking about these a little bit more because Danny and I did our all decade awards mm-hmm. about three months ago and we did a worst coaches of the decade. And so, uh, some of those coaches will be appearing on, <laughs> on some <of> these teams, <laughs> as, as will sure. some of the, some of the executives mm-hmm. uh, for this. Um, anything else that, uh, that stuck out to you before I go through our, our rubric and explain how we're going to do this?
0: Uh, it, it actually, it really stuck out to me. Some of these teams actually had a little bit of talent and yeah. just uh, like to get to the real bottom of the pile. There's a certain level of shit show that has to be going on with the franchise in addition to just having a bad roster.
3: Yeah, no, that that's true. The other thing that struck me was looking at some of just the late season games for some of these teams early in the decade. Mm-hmm. Just how much it's changed in terms of teams just totally embracing development shall we say Mm -hmm. at the end as opposed to just actually playing all of their players um for example the 2010 12 and 70 new jersey nets Mm -hmm. played a double overtime game against the miami heat and actually which was a playoff team that year with dwayne wade and actually Mm -hmm. almost won that uh you know so there's there's definitely a uh a difference in philosophy as uh this the decade wore on for some of these really bad teams sure Yeah. Uh, Okay, so here's how we're going to do this. John gets first pick. We are going to alternate picks until we get to eight teams. The 2009-10 through 2018-19 seasons are what we're going to be looking at the last decade. And as I mentioned, John and I, once we get into the bracket, I will advocate for the team that I picked. He will advocate for the team that he picked. And we will see if we can decide what the series is going to go. And uh, the loser will advance in the bracket. A um, couple other things here. We're only going to have players who played more than 70, 750 minutes available in the rotation. Uh, but if two players were actually traded for one another, you can only use one of those who ever played more minutes for the team. It's the one that's available. Also, we can only do one team per franchise. So uh only one Philly team, only one Charlotte team, only one Knicks team. You think a Philly or Charlotte team will get selected in this? <laughs>
0: little little presumptive there, I think,
3: yeah, yeah, well I, I you know, I can only control my half of the bracket um, <laughs> uh and then a wrinkle here too is that the higher seeds will actually have home court though, so that will uh that should make the series more competitive uh,
0: and by higher right. seed, we mean like the team that is picked number one will have quote unquote home court throughout the tournament as long as they keep losing.
3: Yeah. All right. Actually, let me uh I got to fire up my sheet here to write down our picks. And you can go first here. Your your first pick. All right. For number 1 seed, worst teams of the decade.
0: Okay. So, uh we interviewed a lot of uh a lot of candidates, did a lot of research for this, uh watched a lot of film, but uh when it came down to it, we just we just felt the most comfortable With the 2011 12 Charlotte Bobcats, uh, who went seven and 59, finished 30th in offensive efficiency and 30th in defensive efficiency, uh, coached by Paul Silas. Uh, some other interesting nuggets on this team. Uh, every single player on the team had a negative BPM (laughs) and no player had a PER above 15.
3: Uh, yeah. One of the other things I noted there too was I think the uh, wasn't the highest true shooting of anyone on the team who played like fifty one percent.
0: Arguably the worst shooting team uh, in in NBA history, given you know how the needle has moved on three point shooting. Uh, so this team shot twenty nine and a half percent on threes. And all right, here's the kicker: it was still a better proposition for them to shoot a three than a two. Oh bad. <laughs> they only shot 43.9 on twos. Um they had one player, uh, I'm sorry, they had there was a second one. So DJ Augustin made a respectable 34% of his threes. Uh and then Corey Maggette on 66 attempts, uh I think this was his final season, he was 32, uh made 36%. Uh but they they had some brutal brutal performances. Uh Kemba Walker was a rookie, couldn't really shoot. Uh, he was 30%. Uh, they had one, two, three, four. Wow. Four of their top eight shot in the 20s from three. And that doesn't include Bismack Biz Biombo, who didn't attempt any. He's a 19 year old rookie, but he did ship in 48% from the line.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah. I mean, this is, yeah, because they had drafted Walker and Biombo uh, right beforehand. Then uh, the, there was the lockout to start the season. They actually began the season a respectable seven and thirty six, and then proceeded to lose lose <laughs> and then their lost last
0: their final twenty three games.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this is. I thought actually, to me, the the thing that stuck out for this team was I, I went through some of the transactions for this team to try to find a transaction that I thought really typified what this team was about. Uh, before the season, they traded a 2013 second round draft pick, which uh, later became Alex Abrinas, mm-hmm. to Oklahoma City for Byron Mullins. Yeah, Mullins was third on the team in minutes, and he uh, had a 23% usage. Byron Mullins. Yes. I can't remember whether he was Byron or BJ. I think he changed it from BJ to Byron so that people he would was, take him more was, seriously. He was, yeah,
0: he was drafted as a BJ, I believe.
3: Yeah. Uh, he took 43% of his shots from 16 to 23 feet, and he made 34% of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they they like their mid-range isos. Uh, this team also featured probably the most anonymous regular player in the last decade, uh, Derek Brown. I remember actually thinking he wasn't that bad.
3: He was by far their most uh, efficient player.
0: Yeah, he's like fairly athletic because he's gone and played in uh, in uh, uh, Russia the last few years. Like, he's a good European player. Yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah, just it, as far as like somebody who played 1,400 minutes in an NBA season who just like the casual fan would be like, I, I don't know. Like, I got nothing. Like, I can't tell you one thing about that guy.
3: They also get some bonus points for Boris Diaz being terrible for them, getting waived, and, and then immediately becoming immediately, part of a championship and rotation. And immediate, in-
0: immediately was like, oh, I'm good again. Like that, that whole episode was amazing. Like, yeah, I don't really give a fuck, like whatever. And then all of a sudden just like, okay, I'm fine.
3: <laughs> I yeah, I mean, get- you definitely, to me, I, I'm kind of awarding extra points here for getting nothing out of players who were actually like pretty good in other places like, that you, you do. And this is, I mean, there actually weren't, like there's a lot of players on this team who became good at various points, but yeah, uh, not at this point. Yeah, that, that's for sure. Okay, you, well, you'll so, see,
0: and this will be a common theme as we go through these teams. Most of these teams, with one or two exceptions, you'll look and you'll be like, they should not have been like. Okay, they were bad. They should not have been this bad.
3: Yeah. Um. Oh well. You should, so can, we had, can
0: I get a quick shout out for Tyrus Thomas's last contract though? Before.
3: Oh yeah. Well, I mean he. Uh, I don't know. I I remember reading uh, this column from a uh, rogue stats analyst back in 2006 who rated him. I think number one that year on, on his uh, translated using would, translated yeah, stats. Yeah, I, I was. Board. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I was I was high on him in the draft. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, I That's I was a great. Bulls fan at the time too. I was like, why why are they not playing him more? But then yeah. I think he actually, in fairness to him, once he got traded to Charlotte, he like suffered a really bad knee injury. There, yeah, there were some the physical problems there. Yeah. Uh okay, well let's take a quick break here, and then uh, we can get much more into this team as we uh we we get them out on the court and see see how they play <laughs> in, in this tournament. Blinkist has been one of my favorite sponsors for a long time because you know how busy we all are. I want to learn about the newest developments in all kinds of disciplines, but I don't want to sit down and read an entire nonfiction book. So what Blinkist does is they give you the key takeaways that you can either read or listen to in 15 minutes from just about every nonfiction book you can imagine. A few of the books that, that they have here, The Secrets of Power Negotiating by Roger Dawson. The sports gene by my former Hebrew school classmate, David Epstein. The algebra of happiness, Scott Galloway. If you ever listen to Esther Perel's podcasts or her book, Mating in Captivity is one of their handpicked favorites this month. The way to get started with Blinkist is at blinkist.com slash PER to try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, like blinking your eyes. Blinkist.com slash P-E-R. easier slash P-E-R because John invented P-E-R. Blinkist.com slash P-E-R starts your free seven-day trial. And you can also save 25% at that Blinkist.com slash P-E-R link. Sadly, I just turned 40, but it didn't take that long for me to realize that my body kind of needs a lot of work to keep going at this point from an athletic standpoint. I'm getting adhesions all over my body random soreness every time I work out. Sometimes I'll even just wake up stiff if I'm sleeping on an unfamiliar bed. But the Theragun has been the best way that I have found to keep my body feeling good. Maybe it's a quick treatment on my neck before bed. I'll work on my glutes and lower back every day. I've got this one spot around my vastus medialis on my left knee that's always tight. I use the six different attachments to get exactly the treatment I need. If you're not familiar with it, The Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device. It releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. You can feel better naturally, treat your pain, and get back to your life. The best thing about this, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days or get your money back at theragun.com. per for a limited time, my listeners get a free charging stand with purchase. $79 value. That's theragun.com slash PER. One more time, theragun.com slash PER. Don't forget that slash PER link to let them know that you came from us. So that was the clear. I mean, that that would have been my pick is number one mm-hmm. as well. Um, I've got a few struggles here. I'm trying to decide between two teams.
0: Mm-hmm. Are they the same franchise? I think,
3: uh well, no, I, I I first had to go through. I it's going to be twenty sixteen Philly ten and seventy two. Uh, yeah, that's now fun. their their point differential was not that bad though. Uh, I I will tell you that they, they uh, won far fewer games than expected, and uh, yeah. in fact, only the thirteenth. No wait,
0: that's the fifteenth team. I think that was thirteenth in defense.
3: Oh yeah 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 no I I was trying to oh yeah here we go no they they had. Uh, Actually, a slightly worse point differential or, or slightly better point differential than the 13-14 team. Mm-hmm. That was the first process team, but that team yeah. was really lucky and this team was unlucky, but still uh, a 10.2 negative point differential. And I mean, it doesn't approach that Charlotte team. That Charlotte team had played at a slow pace too so they had like a negative 15 net rating
1: which is yeah.
3: just yeah. just absolutely ridiculous. Uh this team had a basically a negative 11 net rating. They, they played a little bit faster pace. Here's the the rotation for these guys. Ish Smith was the point guard. They traded two second round picks for him shortly after the Jerry Colangelo coup. Yes. Uh Sam Hinkie got fired because of this team yeah Uh, jaleel okafor his draft pick was so frustrated after a loss in boston that he went out and got into a fight with some fans who were talking shit to him Mm -hmm. that that was one of the the big reasons that he got fired um this team also managed to shoot 69 percent from the free throw line that season and a signature transaction was signing i think it was the 58th overall pick jp tokado to a required tender, Tokido was like, no, I'm not going to sign the hinky special of, you know, one guaranteed year with a bunch of money and then a bunch of team control afterwards. He really thought that he could, uh if he just forced him to sign the required tender, then they could, uh they would be... He could make it through the year and then go into restricted free agency and get a much bigger contract. Well, he got cut, actually, before the season started. So didn't have quite as much leverage as KJ McDaniels the previous year. Yeah, Uh, exactly. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just some real luminaries here. Hollis Thompson at the two.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Can we stop right there? Yeah. Hollis Thompson led the team in minutes. Yeah. He
3: has to be the worst player ever to lead a team in minutes. Well, the crazy thing about him was, like, he actually made you know close to forty percent from three, but he didn't really even take that many of them, and he couldn't do anything else at all. But like, at if all. you just looked yeah. at his stats without watching games, oh, maybe this guy actually isn't that bad. And yeah, you know, he basically that like that season was about it for for his career. So the, they'll be the number two seed. We can talk more about uh Isaiah Cannon, Nick Stauskas, Jakar Sampson, and company uh once once we get into the tournament here.
0: Okay. All right, so the sixteen Sixers are off the board, and that takes the other two process teams off our board, um, as well as
3: uh, another famous shit well, team. Well, quick question would you, would you have would you have picked them?
0: They were, they were my pick, yeah. They I had them yeah. second on my board. Okay. Yeah, it was close between them and the thirteen fourteen team, and then now 2012-13 Charlotte also goes off the board. Yes. Uh, so. Sadly Mike Mike Dunlap will escape our our wrath for th- this <laughs> podcast. Um all right, so th- uh are we are we doing a snake draft or or we No, no 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 cuz we got to
3: I have to be the even seeds and you have to be the odd seeds so we can match up against each other.
0: Oh, okay. Good call. Okay. So, all right. My pick is boy, I have I've have one I'm tempted to take. I just uh all right. I got to go with this team. Um they shot out of the gate 0 and 18 didn't win a game until they were on their third coach <laughs> did not win a game till they were on their third coach uh, finished dead last in offensive efficiency uh, we are talking about the 2009-10 New Jersey Nets shout out to my home
3: state oh man so uh any facts you'd like to share about these guys uh let's see. The, the interesting thing
0: about this team is that their three best players actually weren't bad. You're looking at your core is Brooke Lopez, Courtney Lee, and Devin Harris,
4: right? 20,
3: all 26 and under.
0: Yeah. Like, you're thinking, like, okay, like, we, sh- we should have a chance here, right? Um, the the next six players in order of minutes, I defy you to find any team in NBA history that has six worst names that rank fourth through ninth on their team in minutes. Are you are you ready for the for the for the cast? Absolutely. You ready for this, fourth on the team in minutes was Terrence Williams. Oh Fifth. man, <laughs> the the first round pick that they that they kept playing, even though he was just a wild man who didn't really shoot or know how to play. Fifth on the team in the minutes was Chris Douglas Roberts. Uh, yeah, was he even drafted?
3: I think he was. I think he was drafted. Yeah, I mean, he was like a, a good college player. He was a, yeah. on, on a yeah. good team. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, that Memphis team that went to the final. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah.
0: Sixth on the team in minutes was E. Gian Leon. another high uh, Nets pick that uh, kept playing even though he was uh, flaming out.
3: Well, he, he he started with the Bucks. He had already been traded from the Bucks.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. They had trade. They but, but they traded something legitimate to get him.
3: Yeah, I mean, they definitely. I mean, he was. uh quote-unquote 22 at the time
0: yeah yeah no they viewed him as an asset
3: yes yeah <laughs> he was uh he was their starting power forward uh
0: next on the team in minutes was a 30 year old trenton Hassel.
3: oh man yeah he uh his good offensive days are with the bulls and the wolves yeah
0: yeah 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 uh, and, and this the, yeah this wasn't good did not make a three-pointer the entire season uh and 11- he only
3: took five he played 1100 11- <laughs> minutes as a perimeter player, he took five three pointers, <laughs> and he shot. But he, but he did shoot
0: forty two percent on twos. So yeah, you know, so he had that going for him. Well,
3: well, that's that. That was a a, a whole uh, one point five points higher than he did. So your, your <laughs> six eleven power forward who shot forty one percent on twos.
0: <laughs> Again, this team finished last in offensive efficiency despite having Brooke Lopez and Devin Harris on the team. Uh, Josh Boone, uh, the mainstay of the Chinese League. Uh, Jarvis Hayes.
3: Oh wow! Got in, yeah. got that, in a thousand minutes. Number ten overall pick in uh, two thousand three.
0: Yeah, yeah. This this was a squad. Um, again, no real uh, no real shooting to speak of. Uh, you know, Cordy Lee was probably their biggest perimeter threat. Terrence Williams, Chris Douglas Roberts couldn't shoot. Trenton Hassel couldn't shoot. Josh Boone, Brooke Lopez at that time did not attempt Yo. any long shots. Pretty clearly the best shooter on this team, I think.
3: Yeah, uh, another couple of fun facts about them. They started 0-18, as you mentioned. At one point, they were 7-63 and then surged to a 5-7 and finish. So, I mean, that's that's worth noting here. At one point in the season, at 7-63, and they were worse, had a worse record than the Bobcats finished with.
0: <laughs> and the uh this th- this was uh this was also the classic uh kick the gm downstairs to coach the team because nobody else wants to do it right. when uh kiki Vandeweghe took over as the uh as the third coach after lawrence
3: frank and tom barice yeah so th- those nets 12 and 70 were more competitive towards the end uh i i I am very glad though actually that you saved this team for me because I think they are demonstrably worse than that Nets team. Okay, yeah, 2010, right. 15 and 67 Minnesota Timberwolves.
0: Oh, you see that 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 was that was the other that was the next one on my list. I was going back and forth between those two teams.
3: Um I think that uh those Wolves are going to have a massive coaching disadvantage
0: <laughs> against against Kiki Vandeweghe. <laughs> And they still will.
3: (laughs) Kurt Rampus and David Kahn uh, are are your coach and GM.
0: That's the trump card right there.
3: Yeah. Running the triangle. Uh, There's actually kind of a common theme with a lot of these teams is that uh, other than those nets, uh, that uh, the teams would like win their first game or, or a couple of games and then like give some small amount of hope
0: and then just completely faceplant yeah
3: yeah so they won their first game against the nets by the way mm-hmm. that same nets team we were just talking about although actually yeah that 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 head to head good, good thing these guys aren't matching up in the in the bracket here cuz that head to head could hurt me but uh then they lost 15 straight after that uh kevin love only plays 56 games on a 15 and 67 team in which you had drafted this guy number five two years before he's not starting more than half the games the the end of the season he's not starting somehow despite the fact that they were five points per 100 possessions better when he was on the floor just amazing coaching but of course 22
0: starts on the season
3: uh but you know I mean they had to develop Ryan Gomes and Ryan Hollins uh instead that's who they were starting over him uh, They had Al Jefferson coming back from a torn ACL. That did not exactly help the old defense. Um, And they're th- running the triangle with uh, Johnny Flynn and Ramon Sessions as mm-hmm. your point guards.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, here's a fun fact about this team that's really scary. So a lot of these teams have horrible seasons because guys get hurt or whatever. Look at the games played on this team. This team was healthy. Like, they, they had all the guys they wanted out there the whole year, right? Yeah, Corey Brewer played 82 games, Johnny Flynn played 81, Jefferson 76, Gomes 76, Sessions 82, Damian Wilkins 80, Wayne Ellington 76, like all, all their quote-unquote key guys were available the whole time. Maybe that was the problem.
3: Yeah, uh, it, it's, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't too good. I mean, they did have guys coming back from injuries, but it, uh, it was uh, not not. A good roster and but i think that, like the coaching and the system i think were really did a great job of making sure that this team uh reached the absolute least of its potential they did
0: a great job of minimizing their roster
3: okay your pick
0: all right now it's getting a little more challenging all right Um going back and forth between a couple possibilities here but I think I think I got to go with this one.
3: Um, this this is some very David Kahn like Jimmy. You don't even have your your draft board ready yet. Like you you're still struggling. You you haven't prepared at all for this. I need to put myself in the mindset of these teams to really
0: <laughs> to really do this correctly. I need to think like they
3: think. Yeah, yeah. Fly, fly from the seat of your pants, man. <laughs> all right i got one or two
0: wild cards i was looking at but i think i'm i think i'm good here i think i'm gonna go with these guys the 2013-14 milwaukee bucks are my next pick
3: interesting yeah because they had Giannis on the he, team
0: they had that so that's a crazy thing they went 15 and 67 with Giannis. Chris Middleton and Ursan Ilyasova, who are three key players on a team who may very well, if this had gone eighty two games this year, reverse that and go sixty seven and fifteen.
3: Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I, I do sort of give extra points for uh for hopelessness as well, like when you're being really bad and then you also like don't have any future cornerstones on the team as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so obviously there is this one bright
0: spot, especially as the season went on as uh, you know, Giannis became more apparent that he was he was going to be something. Uh, Middleton wasn't Middleton yet; he was just a guy. Yeah. You had Brandon Knight still doing Brandon Knight things, and they had just traded a first for him, I, I think, right?
3: Uh, no, they. I think they actually. I can't remember whether. Well, the the trade was Jennings for Knight and Middleton, which oh, is actually one of the that's, underrated okay. Okay. good that's trades. Right. Yeah,
0: Yep. Yep uh oj mayo big free agent signing
3: yeah i mean well hilariously this team with a lot of the same guys would actually make the playoffs the next year they, they got a big coaching upgrade in jason kidd
0: wow that's scary
3: yeah so who is the coach of this it team? was
0: larry, larry drew and then he got Oh wow, larry
3: drew he uh, got made, made, made an appearance on another potential team on this uh, as uh well not not the full head coach but the voice of head coach Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: um they, they, Ramon Ramon's sessions how many of these teams has he been on
3: uh he's gonna it he's i think by the time it's done he's gonna have been on on three of the five he's
0: gonna be matching up against himself in this tournament isn't <laughs> yeah. he
3: yeah well it's uh he 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 might go off a little bit then if that's the case <laughs> <laughs> um so, so anything if, else you can share share about this team? So this team was last
0: in defense, and uh, I, I think that, you know, you, you look at some of the names, and you're like, okay, that's okay. There's just no interior defense at all on this team. Um, if if you look at some of the, like, you know, I guess you're asking, like, John Henson to be your – Yeah,
3: well, Larry director. Sanders, they had just given him the big contract, and then and he then just – And then he went completely through Yeah. 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 yeah uh all right um yeah i mean th- that team i gotta say was not in my top eight
0: okay all right
3: i i just i, I they they it was like kind of an aberration that they're that low i felt i felt like there was just I, I had better fodder elsewhere and so Ooh. okay all right let's see what so you got. yeah this is uh we're we're looking here this is the sixth seed now I'm gonna go with the boulevard of broken dreams Uh-oh. that was the 2015 new york knicks Okay. 17 and 65. No player on the team started more than 42 games or played more than 1,800 minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carmelo Anthony played the first 40 games of the season, played the All-Star game, and then shut it down immediately to have surgery. I think the All-Star game might have been, he might have played like one or two more games after the All-Star game just for plausible deniability that he hadn't stuck her on just to Mm -hmm. play the All-Star game. Uh, they actually weren't terrible when he played, although he played you know, 1,200 minutes. Negative 4.1 net rating with him. Yeah, uh, sorry. Go ahead. Won their opening game at Cleveland, who won the championship that year. That's right. Yeah, they, that was like the first LeBron game back. No, they didn't win the championship that year. Was it the that, next year? Yeah, yeah. That was, this is was the LeBron's first game home. Oh. They waited until like a Thursday night yeah. to do it, and then Carmelo went off and, and beat him. Cleveland actually started 19 to 20 that year, but so negative 4.1 net rating when Carmelo's on the floor, only just normally bad. Mm-hmm. Negative 13.5 net rating with Carmelo Anthony off the floor. And I mean, I, I just, I don't even know how I'm going to piece together a rotation with these because they just had such a crazy cast of characters moving in and out. And I, I don't know if like some of these guys just didn't even play with one another, but I, I think what I'll have to do is to just, uh, have like, some players will just only play in the first half, and then other players will just only play in the second <laughs> half to really do like a realistic simulation of of what this team was like.
0: You'll, you'll bring in Lance Thomas for Carmelo at halftime, e-
3: exactly. And Derek Fisher is the coach. Interestingly enough, this team uh, also ran the triangle.
4: Mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. uh,
3: this is Phil, Phil Jackson. Yeah, uh, had had started as as the. Uh, presidents starting in uh the 2014 offseason so he really put together uh
0: you see now i wish i would have picked this team because we could have had the four five bracket a a triangle face off
3: (laughs) (sighs) okay uh seventh seed uh
0: so this goes back to me and this is my last pick huh
3: yeah i mean if there's if there's any team that you feel is essential to this exercise all right.
0: I'm going to I'm going to pick these guys just cuz they were a real shit show. Um the 2017-18 Phoenix Suns. Yes. 21 and 61, 30th in defense. Uh bonus points for having a player tweet get me out of here after the second game.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, I think it was uh I don't want to be here. Oh, I don't want to be Eric, here. I'm Eric, sorry. Eric Eric Bledsoe. Oh, Eric Bledsoe. And, and uh he then later tried to claim that he was at like some hair salon or something and like didn't want to be there. Yes. And that's what he was tweeting about.
0: Yes, yes. Uh oh, the majesty of the failed draft picks on this team. Oh, baby. You had Dragon Bender, Josh Jackson, Tyler Eulis, Marquise Chris, and Alex Len on the same team. Five of your top eight.
3: Yeah, all top ten picks of this team who were getting entitlement minutes and did not deserve them. Uh, well, not not Eulis, obviously, but Eulis was the starting point guard.
0: Yes, yes, and, and he wasn't good either.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, you definitely get bonus points for playing a lot of young guys who then were like basically out of the league within a couple of years.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Because you can tell that they don't even know it. Not only do they not have talent, but they also don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. The coaching situation for this team was interesting. Do you remember that?
0: Uh, yeah, Earl Watson was replaced after three games
3: (laughs) by, uh, by Jay Triano, who I think uh, Jay figured pretty prominently on my list of worst coaches of the decade. I think he had a bottom, like three defense every year that he coached. Mm -hmm. So the one, Uh, the,
0: the one thing, uh, the one, the one asterisk on this team, the one thing that doesn't make me feel good about picking them, uh, we did manage to lose to them. (laughs) <laughs> although, although, in a way, that was good, right? Because this was during our four and twenty-nine sprint to the finish line in the uh, spring of twenty eighteen. We weren't quite able to catch the Suns, even though the uh, even though we were, we were able to lose to. It. I don't know if you remember, we actually lost to them on the play. Jay Triano, to his credit, designed a sideline out of bounds oh, play yeah, for the- Tyson Chandler to dunk the inbound pass.
3: Yeah, no, no goaltending on, on the inbounds pass. That's right.
0: Yeah, um, that play was also the only assist of Dragon Bender's career. Interestingly enough, <laughs> he he was the passer on that play.
3: So I have a memory of this team, and I I need to take a look at it here to see if I'm remembering this correctly. Ah, uh, yes.
0: Are are you are you f- fishing around for your pick now?
3: They no no no. I I one more note on this twenty one and sixty one Suns team. Okay. The last game of the season was an absolute tank fest against the Mavericks. Alec Peters scored 36 points on 12 of 20, <laughs> 8 of 13 from 3. I don't believe he played an NBA game again. <laughs> and then the next year, I mean a, a very similar team in spirit, mm-hmm. the 1819 Suns, Jamal Crawford scores 50 points on the last day of the season and he never plays an nba game again.
0: Yes, yes. And that that uh now that team also in the spirit of 718, they fired the gm before the season even started instead of firing the coach 3 games in.
3: Yeah. So a lot, a da- lot of
0: commonalities. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. And uh Dallas actually led this game about midway through the second and then just went into absolute tank mode. This was uh the game Aaron Harrison played a full forty-eight minutes.
0: Oh yes, yeah. Dallas, Dallas needed the L in this game. Um, yeah, and I yeah. mean, obviously, I mean, it was funny. Is that if that game doesn't end up that way, they they probably don't get Luka Doncic.
3: Yeah, so because Phoenix was already team.
0: locked into the worst record.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, but Dallas was still beating them midway through the second quarter, and then they uh they really uh downshifted a little bit. All right. So my last team here, twenty eleven Cleveland Cavaliers. The year after the decision, 29th on offense, 29th on defense. Uh huh. Actually started seven and nine. Then they played LeBron at home, mm-hmm. and that began a record twenty six game losing streak.
2: Ooh.
3: Which they finally broke with a overtime victory against the Clippers. Uh this was another one of these teams where, like the those Knicks, you almost had two full teams. Anderson Vergeau tore his Achilles. Mo Williams had a hamstring injury. Anton Jamison was shut down with a broken pinky. Mm-hmm. Things did pick up at the end of the season, though, when they traded for Baron Davis, uh, <laughs> who who ended up actually getting them Kyrie after the season. Yes, because the yeah. the Clippers traded a what became the number. It was the eighth seed in the lottery uh, that then became the number one overall pick. Uh, unprotected, they traded that to get off of Baron Davis. Who then was amnestied immediately after the lockout? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they only had a negative two point five net rating with Davis on the floor in three hundred and eighty minutes. So there's really uh, this is also a Ryan Hollins and Roman Sessions team who also played. Uh, oh my! The goodness. previous season had played on the twenty ten Wolves.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um. Wow. So I, I felt I had to go here they they lost 26 consecutive games. Um, yeah. C- can we give a brief shout out to some of the other teams that you were you were considering in this that that did not make the cut here?
0: Um yeah, um couple teams from uh last year actually. The um so based on our 750 minutes format, you know, for somebody to be eligible, uh, I was looking at the 2018-19 bowls without Otto Porter. As a as a pretty yes. strong candidate. Um you know, you had the you had the Heuberg and Boylan, uh not really any particularly good players
3: yeah. on the team. The, the uh, mutiny, as Danny calls it. Uh, yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. So it, it had it had like all a lot of those, you know, elements, shall we say, uh, of of the uh some of the worst teams. Uh another team we didn't uh we didn't get to so there, the Minnesota team in fifteen sixteen that had a nineteen year old Wiggins, a nineteen year old Zach Levine, and Anthony Bennett on it.
3: For fourteen fourteen fifteen, I think. No wait, fourteen yeah.
0: fifteen, and was was selected, right? It was the
3: yeah for, fourteen fifteen Minnesota you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before yeah. the the year before they got Carl Towns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So rookie, rookie Wiggins, rookie Anthony Bennett. Yeah, that was uh Sam Mitchell was the coach. I think is that right?
0: i believe that's co- no i'm sorry flip uh flip coach the team
3: okay yeah he's he's too good a coach i think to to be on this list though <laughs> there are uh there are some bad coaches in, in this group um yeah 2013 orlando the year after the dwight howard trade that was a pretty just like they weren't like so awful but they just had nothing on it and didn't even have the seeds for anything those are yeah. the other two that i consider 2019 Knicks were atrocious um there are a couple of Lakers teams in there as well. 2019 Cleveland probably would have actually been the pick for me if I hadn't already taken 2011 Cleveland.
0: I, so I had 2019 Cleveland on my board, but, um, we, we lost to them. So I, I, I didn't real feel really good about taking them. And we lost, like, we were actually trying and we lost to them. So, um, and I looked at some of the names in that team and it was like, it, it wasn't quite that embarrassing.
3: Yeah. Well, this is good, man. You, using uh, anecdotal evidence and uh, overrating personal games uh, against your team, you are really leaning into this role <laughs> as, a, as a bad GM. These picks here. Uh, okay, let's take another break, and we'll we'll get to the the tournament here. What you've all really been waiting for. The Athletic is the place to get all of your sports coverage. It is absolutely essential for me. I couldn't do my job. My two podcast partners, Danny LaRue on Dunked On and, of course, John on this podcast, work for The Athletic. And the reason that they do is because you get quality journalism with no ads, in-depth coverage on all American teams and the English Premier League as well. And there's no fluff. The stories are all real stories that the writers want to write. It's not just hey, let's throw out a newser on a calf strain so we can get some more ad revenue from people clicking on a two-paragraph article. There's none of that at The Athletic. The way to get started with them is theathletic.com. They are offering an incredible deal right now, 40% off a year-long subscription. It's down to only two ninety nine a month right now. If you go to that theathletic.com slash PER link slash PER, easy to remember because John and I talk about it all the time, and John invented PER. That's theathletic.com slash PER. There's no better time than right now to get started with Masterclass. You may be struggling to find someone a gift right now or want to take this time to learn something new, whether it's just because you're kind of interested in the subject or because you really, really want to get into it and learn like an academic class masterclass is the best place to do that and because you can now get unlimited access to every masterclass with 15 percent off an annual all access pass at masterclass.com slash per you'll have access to their entire suite their new classes Gabriela camara mexican cooking chris voss the art of negotiation david sedaris on humor and personal essays Neil deGrasse Tyson, scientific thinking and communication. Plus, Stephen Curry teaches shooting and ball handling. Serena Williams on tennis. Alice Waters has a cooking class right here in my hometown of Berkeley, California. It's where her restaurant Chez Panisse is. Really, any subject that you're interested in, masterclass. Has a class for it at this point. It's masterclass.com slash PER to get 15% off their annual all-access pass. Once again, it's masterclass.com slash PER. Don't forget that slash PER link. Let them know that you came from us. Okay, first round. Uh-huh. 2012 Charlotte. Mm-hmm. You are you're, uh, advocating for them. 2011 Cleveland. Look, I know so, you got a bad team, but you got no fucking chance against my team. <laughs> yeah well you have so much more continuity than we have so so, so let's just we'll we'll go through the lineups here first so i've got uh mo williams but he can only play half the game he Mm -hmm. he, he only played uh he only played 38 games uh Uh, daniel gibson basically never really played in the nba after this Mm -hmm. anthony parker he was pretty much done right anton jameson probably the best scorer on either of these teams i would say but he was basically done after this year too Mm mm-hmm and uh the best prospect on the team jj Hickson. <laughs> all right and and then we've got sessions. Is, sessions is sessions on your team too uh no somehow they failed to acquire him
0: <laughs> and oh and this was an oversight clearly
3: <laughs> um christian ayenga yeah athletic that's a,
0: specimen that's a tough matchup for us right there
3: uh alonzo g just uh, the the number of like wings who in theory defended and couldn't shoot it uh yeah. was pretty impressive and then we got ryan Hollins, and maybe we'll sprinkle in a little bit of anderson Farageau mm-hmm. as well um yeah i'm uh i don't know what are you uh what are you going to be uh attacking here i mean i i guess we can uh, why don't you just tell me who's on your team first and we can well uh, we first can of all i mean it. obviously we're
0: going to play through byron mullins
3: okay well I mean that was the strategy during the regular season yeah,
0: yeah. and it, it clearly it worked right um yeah. you know we have uh we have biombo uh you know that we can we can run some offense through um we got uh we you know we got we got Kemba. i mean well, we'll,
3: we'll keep it keep in mind here though like we these they are actually trying to win like nobody wants to continue on in this loser's bracket to right. have to play another game. With this team, that was the worst experience of their lives.
0: Yeah, no, we're going to force feed Byron Mullins as an intentional strategy because we think it'll help us win.
3: Okay, yeah, that that's, that could happen.
0: Um, so obviously, we're going to get some halfway decent guard play from Kemba and DJ Augustine. Although, well,
3: well Kemba Kemba did have forty five percent true shooting and twenty five percent usage that year. Yes,
0: yes, and DJ was not really any better. Um, we're gonna uh Hickson I think will win his matchup against a three hundred pound Boris Dio.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean I guess we like Hickson like my team can actually like run a pick and roll with Sessions and Hickson. Like you mm-hmm. th- like we actually have a theory of the offense. Like Hickson uh-huh. was pretty explosive before he tore up his knee. Like he he could actually like go get an alley oop or like Biombo at this point, um he didn't have stone hands. He had like, you know, titanium hands. Um it, he later like improved to having stone hands. So. Right,
0: right. Yeah, no, he had like tennis rackets. Like he actively hit the ball the other way. Right. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um. Yeah. We we probably got more depth than you guys do as well. Um. More three point shooting. We got like Booby Gibson. Yeah. I, I. You know. I think this would probably be. I'm thinking like four one here for uh for the Cavs.
0: Good God, we would play a best of five of this.
3: A uh, best of no, seven? no best of. Yeah, of course. I mean, a worst, you, you, you worst, of,
0: worst of seven. <laughs> All right.
3: Yeah. Okay. No, I I think you're gonna you're gonna advance here. Okay. Um. I mean, the the Byron Mullins, like, because the, the problem that you have is like your two least efficient guys. Like, it's so easy for them to get shots with yeah. between like the Kemba and Mullins pick and pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: Uh, no, that's, that's a, that's a go-to. Yeah. That's going to be their all game for us. <laughs> the the only, okay. well, but yeah. well, we'll get into this in later rounds. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Wolves bucks.
3: Yeah. I'm, uh, who's the higher seat here? This is the four five.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Oh, so your, your wolves have uh, have home court.
3: Ooh. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I think the the Bucks actually have a better home court than the Wolves. Like they still had like that that cheering section. Correct. Yeah. Of uh, uh, that that was like, you know, half of a section, but uh, like the people who stood up all the whole game. Wolves uh, didn't really have that. Um yeah, so what what's uh what's like your your main your main offensive combination here uh, on this Bucks team?
0: Uh well, we're going to have Brandon Knight dribble around until he shoots. And we have Ramon Sessions
3: oh man and uh Uh, yeah we got
0: we got we got oj mayo too is uh
3: yeah well i mean certainly i think for for the wolves um there's no way we would ever want to say target ramon sessions uh with a pick and roll because those don't really those aren't really part of the triangle (laughs) um and we certainly wouldn't want to have Ramon Sessions run a pick and roll either, mm-hmm. because you know that's that's what he's good at. But uh, and certainly Kurt Rambis so, is not going to learn over the course of the series as he watches Ramon Sessions on the other team pick and roll us to death.
0: That's that's my problem here. Ramon Sessions yeah. is going to kill Ramon Sessions <laughs> pick and roll. <laughs> Although right. my Ramon
3: Sessions now, I only
0: had him for twenty eight games, so I mean. It's, so there's going to be a lot more of Brandon Knight and Nate Walters than there is of Ramon Sessions.
3: Yeah, but I mean, I, I think simply the fact that this team can run a pick and roll against Al Jefferson and Ryan Hollins and Ramon Sessions and Johnny Flynn as as the point guards. And then just, I mean, because cause like all of these teams, their defenses are so bad. Mm-hmm. you You can't do anything even against just like a normal pick and roll. But like, we're not going to actually exploit that with our personnel. Uh, on this Wolves team, right? I mean, we could, we could do a Ramon Sessions, Kevin Love pick and pop would probably actually be pretty good, right? But, uh, we don't actually run that play and Kevin Love, uh, is not going to play very much for us despite being, uh, you know, uh, even a, a semi decent player.
0: Okay. Here's, here's one place you might have an advantage. I, okay, maybe not. So you have Kevin Love and Al Jefferson and my team was 29th in defensive rebound rate. Ooh. what's crazy though is that I just looked this up somehow this Minnesota team is only 15th in offensive rebound rate
3: yeah well they, they were first when Kevin Love was on the floor and 30th when he was off so that, that's that's
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> you might be right good God he had 227 <laughs> offensive boards and wow yeah he had like a quarter uh, of their total
3: yeah but you know I mean there's there's really no reason to play him honestly uh, you know you, you got you got to develop uh develop Brian gomes. Play, play him at the three a little bit too
0: yeah yeah you could do that i mean you would you know you got to make sure sasha pavlovich gets some run too
3: signed as a free agent that you're actually uh we've also we've got darko on on the team as well yeah but he didn't hit the minutes cut off right uh oh you might be right about that oh that's unfortunate yeah only 614 minutes um good we're, we're just gonna have to play ryan holton's instead all right uh what about, uh, what about on the wings here? I think that's one of the things that we, that is a common theme for all these teams is just that their wings are so awful. Um, Ryan Gomes and Damian Wilkins and Corey Brewer, who actually Corey Brewer shot 35% from three this year on 237 attempts. That's pretty yeah. insane. Yeah, uh, that's that's easily the best shooting season of his career, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but he was sixty five percent from the line. If that makes you makes you feel better, it makes you feel
0: better. Sure, sure. Yeah,
3: yeah, um, yeah. Who who do you have on the wing? I got it. I got a a, tough I got a
0: three hundred pound OJ Mayo. Um, I got Chris Middleton at the age of twenty two, still shooting forty one percent on three. Uh, but on low volume, uh, I got a nineteen year old Giannis. Uh, who wasn't really in control of his faculties yet. Uh, and yeah, I have but, a, and I have a a on his way out the door. Karam Butler.
3: Yeah, I think your wings are significantly better than mine. Yeah, which uh, is scary. I, I think it might be right. I, I mean, I, I think this one. I think the Bucks are just going to take care of him pretty easily. I'm, I'm thinking like four two Bucks.
0: I think you're probably. I the thing the thing that I can't just get past too is that, I mean, and I mean in this tournament, Rambus is like
3: Belichick, right? Like. <laughs>
0: you're not going to bet against them unless there's a clear talent disparity
3: yeah i think just the the talent i think the bucks have a little more talent even if it's young talent it is actual talent and then the the coaching and the system uh you know larry drew at least is just he's not exactly like running unbelievable stuff but he'll at least just like run your standard nba sets or whatever yeah the the the, and the bucks are this is just sort of like I think mentally the Bucks would have the advantage because they they could convince themselves that they weren't actually this bad and like still play hard because they were you know the, the seasons around this they actually weren't so terrible yeah but yeah. this Wolves team everyone knew they'd be terrible they'd been terrible for a while they were gonna stay terrible for a while it was uh, that there wasn't any hope at all so four two we, we we agree yep. on that yep okay uh three six matchup here two thousand nine ten Nets. Against the 14 15 Knicks. I think most of these games we're going to get out to a nice lead until Carmelo just isn't allowed to play in the second half uh, as the Knicks. We're also running the triangle again. running
0: some triangle, which is a great way to take advantage of Brooke Lopez.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Lopez at this point was uh, was not the defensive force he would later become. We'll, uh, we'll put it that way. Uh, you guys were also like, what, 29th in rebounding? I want to say or you- defensive rebounding.
0: Yeah, are you saying that as as a compliment or? Yeah, well, so 28th in defensive. Well, rebounding. but because
3: yeah. I, I'm not thinking that our uh, our Jason Smith, Andrea Barniani, starting front court is really going to be able to take advantage of that weakness at all.
0: Yeah, probably not. You could, you could, <laughs> you could, you know, pick and pop us for long twos.
3: Yeah. So, so let me let me give you an idea of who's on this team. Shane Larkin and Tim Hardaway. Mm-hmm. Before Hardaway was traded. To Atlanta. This is his
0: first run through the Knicks. Yeah.
3: Right. And before he signed a $71 million offer sheet to return to the Knicks. Yes. Uh, we've got Carmelo playing the three, not helping our defense a ton there. No. Uh, Jason Smith and, our, and our Andrea Bargnani up front. We've also uh, have a, a poo poo platter of Lou Amundsen, Cole Aldrich, and Amari Stoudemire Right. To come in off the bench. We have, uh, Cleanthony Early, uh, well, he didn't meet, he didn't meet the threshold. Oh no! Oh, I'm no. sorry. I I thought he had to be in there just because he was like you know they traded away Tyson Chandler to the Mavs to get him before the season, and so he he's, <laughs> he seemed appropriate. Um, <laughs> d- what about Ale- did Alexi Shved make it no, he was starting no, no, starting some late no. season? You had
0: meetings. a uh, you had uh, they I think that was the year they pulled Langston Galloway out of the G League. And yeah, he actually Galloway was in there, and he wasn't terrible.
3: Um, Lance Thomas was horrendous. Um, mm-hmm. but then yeah. would play well the next season and get a get a huge contract yep. and revert back to what he had always been after one year.
0: You had uh, you had some wily uh, Spanish speaking uh point guard play with Jose Calderon and Pablo Prigioni.
4: Yes.
3: So this is another team though. We're running the triangle, and so like many of your weaknesses on the nets, we we struggle to take advantage of.
4: Hmm.
0: Well, we have. So we're going to we're gonna run through uh, Brooke Lopez. Uh, and I don't know.
3: I, I think he might be able to do a little damage in the post against Andrea Bargnani and Jason Smith. <laughs> you think? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, a, I don't know. that's a problem kinda, for me. Quincy Ac might be your best bet against him, and he's given yeah. up like half a foot.
3: Yeah, and with that devastating Meadowlands home court advantage, uh, <laughs> the Nets are really looking pretty. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. true. Like a, MSG could actually be, like give a home court advantage in this, though. Like, like those fans show up regardless. So and that's, I, uh,
0: wait, here's what you're forgetting: they're going to show up in the games in my building too. They're just going to go through the tunnel and show up in uh, in New Jersey because there were no Nets fans.
3: Yeah, I, I could see I could see this series generating a lot of interest locally. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. I still I kind of like. Uh, the knicks to lose this one though honestly i think like what are we gonna do about brooke lopez Hmm. i think that's a that's a big problem for us that's
0: a tough one i mean clearly like my like so my team has no chance against mellow
3: uh no what about trenton Hassel, (laughs) (laughs) defensive specialist But what I mean, he's so bad offensively, right? Like he must be good defensively, otherwise he wouldn't be out there. Yeah. <laughs> now I will
0: say, in a, in a playoff format, the one thing that hurts this team is that so Lopez, Harris, and Lee, you would probably play them a little more, right?
3: Yeah, you have a lot more continuity than than we do too. You actually had like your whole team throughout the season, and, and you're able to to get better as the season went along.
0: Oh yeah, well when you start O A and eighteen, that's a pretty low bar. <laughs>
3: Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, maybe, I guess it really depends like how much Mello is going to play, mm-hmm. but Mello wasn't good. He, remember that he's so injured during this season that he has to have surgery. Like he was playing through it for the first mm-hmm. half of the season. He's yeah. trying to make it to the all-star game. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of think that, uh that the Knicks could lose this one. I, th- I, think, I, think, I think they could lose it in seven I think, on the road.
0: I think I think that might be what happens here. I think you convinced me. Wow.
3: Oh, big upset here. You the three, upset. six. We have an upset. Yeah. I will say I had that Nets team a little lower despite the, the 12 and 70. Mm-hmm. Just, but I mean, the, it was a story that needed to be told. I am glad that you picked them, but. Um,
0: I was, yeah. I was worried. I was worried. I would, when I picked them, I was worried I would get Brooke Lopez in the wrong matchup. <laughs> 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 that that was definitely that was definitely the, the downside case with these guys
3: yeah yeah and another, another uh I, i've got also uh three pick and roll point guards playing the triangle with larkin calderon and prigioni nice yeah that's uh the, I, again just the inability i think the the triangle is gonna is really becoming a big weakness here because you just like it just makes you equally bad against any team Right. Like you're just yeah. you're going to run the same actions for the same mid rangers, whether the opposing defense is bad or good. And you're yeah. not going you're never going to attack any of the weaknesses that they have. Yeah. Um, and we have absolutely no post up play on this team at all. Uh, Carmelo, to the extent that he's good, he's playing in the triangle. That's uh, that's no good for him. He needs space to isolate. All right. four three, that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's that is a big upset here.
4: What's up, sports fans? Matt Peck here, host of Locked On Bulls, and I want to talk to you really quickly about another excellent podcast. Huge Fan is a new SiriusXM original podcast where stars talk sports. Each week, join host Lechina Robinson as she chats with your favorite celebs about childhood sports memories, game day rituals, the most heated rivalries, and more. And this new season features huge names like Anthony Ramos from In the Heights and Hamilton, Pat Carney from the Black Keys, Mel C., that's right, a.k.a. Sporty Spice from the Spice Girls, and even actress Michelle Williams talking about her love for our very own Chicago Bulls. Huge fan is a fresh way to connect with your favorite artists, actors, and personalities about something we all understand, fandom. Huge fan is now out on Pandora, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow the show or subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode.
1: David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's killer one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit dave's to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store all right sixer's sons
3: sixer's sons yeah you know, I, 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 do you think there's much of an argument for the sons on this one i think i got a shot at this one yeah Yeah. Uh, Is that, well, Robert Covington defending? I mean, Devin Booker is so much better than any of the other players in this matchup.
0: Yeah, but he was still like, this is 20 And also, like, there's. And he only played 54 games, so I can only play him two thirds of the game.
3: Yeah. Okay. I I mean, that's fair, but there's, like, there, there's nobody on this team who can do anything. I mean, I guess Ish Smith maybe could stabilize things like Ish Smith, okay. TJ McConnell.
0: Okay. But you have, okay. But you have a real coach running a real system and like, that's tr- true. Attempting Massive to generate coaching. high value shots. Okay. And I have a bunch of shithead 20 year olds running around doing whatever. And they're, th- so this team that I have is 30th in offense and 30th in defense. So they're like, they got, they got a lot of suck in them. I think, you know, you see some of the names and you may not think that, but, like, they're a bad
3: team. Yeah, I mean, my team easily has the point guard advantage, unfortunately, the 2016 Philly. That, and
0: Wow, how sad is that? Yeah, yeah.
3: you're right. Uh, now, yeah. You- yeah. Uh, I am a little worried about our ability to protect leads, shooting only 69% from the foul line, though. Hmm, That's fair. Um you guys, I mean, so, yeah, we do have, like, kind of a modern theory here. We got Thompson and Robert Covington bombing away. That's Hollis Thompson. Yes. By the way. Uh, we got Nick Stauskas, Isaiah Cannon. Our, our bench is a little bit of a problem. Who are, who are your starters, Phoenix? So, we got, okay, so here's
0: a problem. We got T.J. Warren starting, who's actually halfway decent. Um, we got uh, Booker, Um uh, we got Dragon Bender starting and playing close to thirty minutes a game. All right.
3: Yeah, it, Alex Len is he is he your other your other starting big?
0: Uh, he would. Well, it would be uh, yeah, it would be Alex Len. Yeah, the fives are really Alex Len and Tyson Chandler because Marquise Chris was more of a four, so it'd be Chris and Bender at the four. Which I think I'm winning that match. When I say winning, I mean losing uh, that matchup. Right. <laughs> uh, Josh Jackson in in heavy use at the 3.
3: Yeah, I mean he's he is a really really damaging offensive player. I mean that the with that that kind of usage and that kind yeah. of efficiency for Yeah. Him, yeah. And that's uh that's pretty tough for sure. Uh I, let, let me see who who are some of the highest usage players on my team. Um so we've got Jahlil Okafor 27% usage. He is actually league average true shooting about 54%. Uh Ish Smith, 25% usage, 46% true shooting. The player that they traded two second round picks for two during seconds. the season.
0: And he was on an expiring contract.
3: Um, I mean, I think ultimately Philly is just not going to be able to score. Like they can't score against anyone. They have no, no way to generate any kind of offense. Uh, because like Booker, at least he's like somewhere that you can go. And Philly, I mean, you're the, the only players who are. Over 22% usage on the team are Ish Smith and Jill Okafor. Mm-hmm. I, like, I don't know how, and, and you've got all these guys like Thompson and Grant and Covington. Covington had 22% usage. Robert yeah. Covington. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I, uh, I think that Philly is going to find a way to lose this one. I, I just think that when it comes, especially in the end of games, also this is a horrendous clutch team. I think I think that should be noted because they had nowhere to go at the end of games they turn the ball over
0: constantly all right let's put them I, through i think I think they um I'm trying to figure out if it goes six or seven here because the game, game I think
3: si- it could go seven
0: but a game seven that's in Philly yeah so you're it's a that's a must lose game
3: at home i'm I mean I'm seeing some uh a lot of missed free throws and turnovers down the end mm-hmm a blown lead.
0: Oh, and then the Philly crowd turns hostile on them. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Good. yeah. 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 Okay. I think,
3: I think, yeah, I think actually a home court advantage could be
0: uh-huh.
3: a, a little bit of a problem. What did we say the tiebreaker was going to be? Uh, if we, if we disagree, I guess we don't disagree on
0: this. Yeah. One, yeah. I, th- I think you convinced me here.
3: All right. Thank God.
0: All right. So we go to the semis now.
3: Yes. I got
0: uh, Charlotte against Minnesota.
3: <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> Um, I mean, is this, do you, how how are you feeling about this match? I'm sorry. Um, like
0: you got, I don't, I don't care what the hell you're doing with your system or whatever. You have Kevin Love and Al Jefferson and <laughs> this team has fat Boris Dia and DJ white and 19 year old Bismack Biombo and Byron Mullins.
3: How's, how's your post defense? Um, yeah, I think Bismack, Bismack would fall out against Al Jefferson in about two seconds. So, so that would probably help you guys.
0: Bismack actually, believe it or not, that season, uh, only a foul every ten minutes.
3: That's incredible. Yeah, uh, I guess he probably just wasn't close enough to anyone, <laughs> right? That. <laughs> that, was, that was probably the bigger. Yeah, I do think, uh, like K Love in the post and DIA, he's he good post defender, but he's not gonna be trying. He's he's probably ultimately he's gonna just fake an entry and be out of the series. Yeah. In, after a couple I mean, of games.
0: Yeah, I mean that's definitely. The sw- the potential swing point of this series would be if Boris Di actually tried, but we're we're assuming that he that he wasn't going to try. Uh, so no, that he could-
3: he, he's going to be posting social media photos of himself on a boat drinking wine, like <laughs> while the series is still going on.
0: Okay, okay.
3: Um, I I, I think that's pretty clear. But what is uh, I mean, Minnesota's pick and roll defense is definitely going to be pretty rough, but. I mean, Kemba Walker can't really take advantage of Sessions, though. So this is another Sessions. No, Sessions no, it's D- DJ right? Augustine. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. I, I, like, he Sessions was on Charlotte for a long time. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he – did he even have two tours of duty with them? I think he did.
0: Uh, I'm trying to think. He was um, – was he the guy we – I feel like maybe I ch- did a trade involving him, but it was like a three-team <laughs> trade, so we never had him. But I'm That's not sure. possible.
3: He also was on like the 2011-12 Lakers. Actually, that's where he was in the 11-12 season. Wow. Wow. Yeah. He actually like helped stabilize their team <laughs> in 2011-12. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's tough. Like it, there's just, uh, and the great wing defense of, of, uh, Gerald Henderson is going to be wasted on, on Minnesota. We don't have any wings for him to try and lock down. Um, yeah, I mean, I do think just going into the post over and over again to Al Jefferson is probably is probably going to work with M- Mullins and uh, Bismack. Probably not going to have the experience needed to defend him in the post. It's so funny thinking about this again when you when you're like, oh yeah, since when is like posting up and post defense matters? Yeah. like no, actually, that's like it, all it these actually teams ma-
0: have. mattered a lot at the beginning of the decade. Yeah, exactly.
3: Um, I can't believe Minnesota is getting off this easily though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, do you think that the Bobcats? I think this one would be 4-2.
0: That's what I think too. I think, I think yeah. Ra- Rambus will, uh, uh, keep, keep the, uh, Wolves in it.
3: Yeah. I mean, Paul Silas is going to coach the pants off of Kurt Rambus. I can tell you that. <laughs> like Paul Silas, like actually coached winning teams.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
3: Okay. 4-2. Charlotte Bobcats are in the finals. Now we've got the upset winners. Or losers, yeah. shall we say, in the last round. The Knicks, 2014-15 Knicks against...
0: Against the 15-16 Sixers.
3: Yeah. These teams actually traded with each other a fair amount. The Knicks uh, gave up a lot of seconds to, <laughs> to Philly in, in this to get, era.
0: Yeah, to get players um, they didn't
3: need. Yeah, I mean, this, this is so hard. I, what's your initial thought here? I'm, I'm My tall.
0: initial thought is this Knicks team wears them out. Uh, I mean, even yeah. with a half of Mello, um even... Even running the triangle, I like, I don't know. I like, there's just, there's just more offensive talent when you look at, like, okay, yeah. you had Langston Galloway, you had Tim Hardaway, you know, you, you had point guards who at least knew what they were doing, you know, with Calderon and Prigioni could make an open shot. You had Amari who could actually score. Um, like, I don't know. I just I just think some of these guys are at a higher level than like, I don't know. I mean, some of these yeah. guys on Philly couldn't do anything, right? Like it wasn't even like they were, oh, he's good at that but he's bad at that. It's like, no, this guy was just terrible.
3: Um, so
0: yeah. you're, you're
3: what, what do you see as the as the key individual matchups in this series?
0: Uh Covington and Carmelo? Yeah. Uh again, how does this how does this team score a basket? I mean, you you go uh, to Yeah. You go to Jaleel against like the New York, like they had some fives who could like sort of do a job against it, right? You had Cole Aldrich, Lou Amundsen. like you had fives you could play. Jason Smith, yeah, like who could you know prevent him from going off? Uh, you know Philly will take a bunch of threes, but they didn't weren't really a team that made any besides Covington. Covington will actually probably get a lot of pick and pop threes against these uh, against these New York. Yeah, that's true. You know,
3: I I mean, I think the one thing that philly maybe has is they could go with covington at the four mm-hmm. whereas new york doesn't have any kind of wing or combo forward i i like i mean the the, the question too I mean, we've got nerland's noel coming off the bench like brett brown could go and also i think brett brown has the coaching advantage yeah brett brown could go to some lineups that might actually be able to defend right if you went with like mcconnell at the one you know, and there's no pick and roll that you have to worry about with McConnell. That's his weakness. So he can just mm-hmm. kind of be a pesky help defender. You got Covington against the lack of spacing in the Knicks, like his help defense. He, he was, yeah. you know, kind of coming in. I mean, this was a team that the previous year had actually been 12th in defense. Yeah. And yeah. Nerland's, you know, didn't really play that much this year, but you, know, you could, I think you could get some to some lineups here, uh, with Philly. Also, Philly actually has like something in transition, whereas the Knicks have nothing in transition at all. They got just like a bunch of old dudes. I don't know. This is tough, but Knicks definitely have the experience advantage. Um, what, what about ho- home court? How does, how does that play in to, to, uh, rabid fan bases here?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That could get interesting. Uh, you know, could that, could that swing, could that swing things if it, if it got close in a seventh game again?
3: Um, yeah. And Philly does have home court.
0: Yeah. I just. You know, this was the year too. I mean, this was the year where Philly really kind of like, we talk about some of these other teams becoming, uh, shit shows and Philly kind of wasn't for a lot of the process, but this was the year they definitely were.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's part of, part of what got Hinky fired. I think ultimately though, just enough vets on this Knicks team. Carmelo, even if it is just, even in his decline phase is so much better than anybody on this Philly team and, and, Okafor was just so bad defensively. Like, I think you can at least, uh, we haven't talked enough about just how bad he was defensively as a rookie yeah. that year. Yeah. And I admit, New York at least has some veterans who are going to like, try to move over and help defense mm-hmm. every once in a while.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree.
3: Yeah. I, so, I I mean, I think this could be Philly losing it in six, probably. They lose it. on. I think uh, that sounds right. Yeah. Lose it in MSG. Mm-hmm. the the supportive fans yeah um can it, like can really galvanize the fan energy with a good sell the team chant <laughs> maybe maybe derek fisher goes rogue at the end and like goes away from the triangle which he would do every once in a while to to really in the clinching games okay last one here all right do does philly have any chance of losing here to to this bobcats team so I, we're talking about a team that was basically five points per 100 worse in net rating than this philly team
0: yeah so they have home court in charlotte so their fans will get it get excited uh oh man this is it's funny you get you get you see the names but you have to remember where they were in their career too oh right yeah because uh, like they actually had some names on this on this uh, charlotte team but they weren't names at that time
3: no huh. I, yeah. I mean I, th- I do think that Philly was like trying to win by the end. Like they made the ish Smith trade. Like they actually wanted to not look as pathetic. Whereas Charlotte was just in like massive tank mode.
0: They completely let go of the rope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Very we,
3: bad. as we noted, they lost their last 23 games. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Sixers lost like their first 16 or whatever too, something like that, but yeah. it might have even been more than that come to think of it. Uh, but yeah, let's see. This is, uh, their first win is, uh, came on December 1st. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I th- I think ultimately though who who do you think is the worst defense? Man. I I mean, the
0: Charlotte the Charlotte team was last in defense and the Philly team was not. Like the this Philly team can actually play, especially when when it has some of its better defenders out there. Can play halfway decent defense, right? If you put Grant Noel, yeah. Covington, McConnell, not Jaleel Okafor, Um, And then I guess, of course, Hollis Thompson is your fifth player because he played like every minute of every game. (laughs) Yes. Um, But so you can can put some decent defensive lineups out there. They did at least shoot a lot of threes. Like, I mean, you look at this, like shooting-wise, this Philly team, I know we're starting to get into a different era, shot 34% from three, which isn't great. But like my Charlotte team shot 29 and a half.
3: Well, and the other thing, too, I think that we have to consider is that Charlotte team being four years before wouldn't know how to deal with the team that was actually, like, playing as fast and, and shooting as many threes. That was really, like, those four years were almost, uh-huh. like, the, the like, four years of the most intense change in terms of pace and shooting. Yeah.
0: Like, so yeah. I have my fours. I have Byron Mullins and uh, DJ White trying to chase uh, Covington at the three-point line if he plays the four and you have a coach who is competent enough to actually do that.
3: Yeah, Philly's probably got the athleticism advantage as well, I would say. Yeah.
0: Where where Charlotte has the one advantage is just in the there is shot more shot creation on this team
3: with Kemba
0: and Augustin and Gerald yeah. Henderson.
3: Gerald Henderson was a shot creator? I mean, on this team,
0: yeah. <laughs> he was he almost led the team in field goal attempts. He would actually Forward. he would have. He missed 11 games where
3: he would have led the team in field goal attempts. Oh man, yeah. I guess I, he was pretty athletic too. Maybe, maybe the, the athleticism is, is is a little closer than I'm thinking. Yeah, but I, I guess like the shot creation. I mean, Ish Ish and Kemba have like eerily similar stats in this this uh, mm-hmm. this matchup. Uh, how how's the post defense? I mean, against Okafor. I, Okafor,
0: I mean, we got Biombo and uh, we got Boris. I guess
3: well boris boris actually left the team during the last series oh. so <laughs> is that what happened he's he's, he's not available
0: anymore. <laughs> so then we got tyrus thomas
3: oh man yeah i i think ultimately though just the shooting and the pace from the sixers would probably be enough because brett brown could just have him packing the paint
0: yeah
3: a little bit so. more you know julio okafor in space is a big problem but he could just kind of hang out under the basket i don't know i i i'm and Okafor was incredibly damaging, but I, I do think just the tiebreaker to me is that just the overall raw stats, and then the fact that the more modern game I think would cause problems for Charlotte. Yeah,
0: and then the the coaching too. Um, yeah. I th- well, I mean, I, I was we. It was Paul Silas. I, sh- I should correct myself. Like he. It's not like we're talking about Rambis here, but this was definitely like this was his last season. I think he had one foot out the door by this point. Um, so yeah, I would say you know once once Charlotte outlasted a Kurt Rambis team, I mean it was it was really their tournament for the taking.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, is this four uh, one or four or four two?
0: I think it probably at least gets to four two.
3: Yeah, uh, Philly wins it at home. The fans actually because uh, they're actually winning, the fans get into it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's about right.
4: Yeah,
3: I I, I think actually that this was. Uh, the the Western Conference Finals was in the last round to me between that Minnesota team and the Bobcats. I think those were yeah. the two worst yeah. teams in this. Yeah, that was the as we really go through. Yep, yeah.
0: I think you might be right.
3: Yeah, because these are actually like two not terrible co- like Paul Silas. Like I don't know what his rec- record is as a coach, but he, he coached some real teams.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. While. Yeah, all the, no uh, the Charlotte's good teams. He was the coach. Yeah.
3: Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> you, uh, did did you enjoy yourself here? I I. I think I, I think I think uh, I enjoyed
0: this more than Ramon Sessions did.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Him, 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 and Ryan Hollins did not have a. Did they get? They must have got traded, right? In From to both go from the Wolves to the Cavs that year. I still can't believe Sessions was on three of the eight teams in this. Yeah, I, I'm glad you picked the Bucks that that Bucks team just for that reason. I, I felt I felt you were too hard on them to pick them, but. I mean 15 and 67 does. I mean
0: that's kind of I mean and it's almost even more amazing that they did it with with three key players from a team that, you know, was basically the best team in the league this year.
3: Yeah, that's a, that's insane. I I do think that the Minnesota and the Knicks deserve some special appreciation for not even being the seed of anything decent anytime after that. <laughs> right. <laughs>
4: Yeah,
0: that's pretty special.
3: Yeah, I, I mean the Bobcats too. They would actually be in the playoffs within two years, not in a really a sustainable way. Mm-hmm. But uh, and, and you know Kemba Walker later became an all star. He was on that team. Uh, I, I mean, I think the the fourteen fifty Knicks probably had the most hopeless roster of any of these teams.
0: Yeah, just in terms. Yeah, just in terms of yeah, there was no future at all.
3: Well, Philly, I guess too, though. Because Embiid, that was his second straight missed season. You didn't know if he was ever going to play at that point. He was on that roster, but he, you know that yeah. was his second straight year where yeah. he didn't play at all. Yeah. And they hadn't got Ben Simmons yet. They got the number one pick. Yeah. And got. And they ben still Simmons.
0: had Dario Saric in Europe at that point.
3: Yeah. Although I, even then, though, I think they had such a war chest going into the future. They'd made a bunch of good trades. Yeah. That that I think you could feel better about. I mean, that Knicks team was out of pick going forward. Yeah. From the Barniani trade, they traded away. What became the ninth overall pick to get Barniani?
2: That,
0: yeah, definitely, if not the worst trade in the last decade. Def- oh well, it can't be the worst trade in the last decade because of because of Brooklyn, but uh, definitely bottom five trade in the last decade.
3: Uh yeah, yeah. Danny and I did an episode about that like five years ago. We'll probably have to update that mm-hmm. at this point. There definitely were a lot more really bad trades in the first five years of this decade than the last. Yeah,
0: teams uh, teams have uh, gotten a little sharper.
3: Yeah, but fortunately we were able to still appreciate the teams that weren't as sharp in this episode. <laughs> um All right. Well, this is fun. Please uh subscribe. If you're, maybe you're not listening to as many podcasts, but we would love it. If you just set it to automatically download, uh, help us out here during this period. That uh, is much appreciated. Um What's uh, the latest for your athletic coverage before we go?
0: Uh, that's a good question. I actually have a couple things that I that I've cooked up here, uh, so I should be launching the next week. Um, so I want to keep the element of surprise a little bit, but uh, we get, we got some things we're still working on, and there's actually a, a free free ninety day uh, sign up uh, for for new subscribers. So if you haven't taken the plunge yet, now's a good time to do it, and uh, you won't you won't get the bill for a while in light of the current situation.
3: So uh, is your next column going to be uh, the ninth through 16th worst team? The
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I've been working on. <laughs> <laughs> An ode to all the right. Cleveland, Charlotte, and
3: Philadelphia
0: teams we couldn't select for this exercise. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Theathletic.com slash PR, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, we'll we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening.
0: Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad
1: made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him.
0: Sometimes, doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost.
2: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a 3 point at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment.